Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live to Aquatic Wetline Radio Show with your host, the aquatic man himself, Aqua Alex. Aquatic Wetline is a one-stop radio show for everything freshwater. Cichlids, catfish, oddballs, flakos, and much more. Plus, we will be discussing saltwater and reptiles. Aquatic Wetline is your original fish keeper podcast that started it all for the fish keepers. What is on the aquatic discussion tonight? Let's dive down into the aquatic wetline headquarters and find out. Here's your host, Aqua Alex. Take it away, Alex. The aquatic wetline is brought to you by Atari Sales USA. School of Fish, Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish, and Blue View Aquatic. Don't forget to head to your local fish store or pet shop to pick up some Hikari products, such as our famous Hikari Bio-Pure Frozen Foods, which include delicious treats such as bloodworms, mysa shrimp, brine shrimp, and more. If you live in Western Massachusetts, be sure to stop by School of Fish, Inc. and Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish for the finest quality in freshwater and saltwater livestock, fish tanks, and more. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Remember, you can download today's podcast via iTunes or by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Aqua Alex. Now, Aqua Alex, take it away. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Aquatic Wetline on this fine Saturday evening. I'm your host, Oscar Alex, and thank you for joining me on the Aquatic Wetline tonight. How are you guys doing? I hope you guys are having a great weekend and are ready for a fun show here on the Aquatic Wetline. Now, tonight, I have a rather controversial show coming your way today, but hey, I'm Mr. Controversy, or so I'm told. I'm told that I like controversy, so I figured I would do a controversial show since a lot of people think that I like controversy. And today's topic is very controversial, and today we're going to be talking about hybrids in the fish hobby. There are some people that like hybrids, And there are some people like me who are on the fence where I really don't hate hybrids, but I don't support them being in the hobby. So I really, really don't like hybrids, but I'm not going to say that I hate hybrids because they they still draw money for some fish stores in the hobby, but I think that they should not belong in the hobby. And we'll get to that at some point during the show today. Now, hybrids are a very controversial topic because um, it draws a lot of reaction from 
some fish keepers. So I'm glad to be doing this sort of show today because I want to get the fish keepers' attention. I know there are some of you that like hybrids and there are some of you that don't like hybrids. And I want to hear from both of you so that you both can state your opinions because this is what this hobby is about. The hobby is about every fish keeper sharing their opinions. And nobody's opinion is right or wrong. Matter of fact, everyone's opinion does count for some extent. All right, so today we're talking about hybrid fish. Today I'm going to talk about whether or not hybrids belong in the aquarium hobby. I'll talk about my top ten hybrid fish that should not be in the hobby. And these top ten fish were listed in the Practical Fish Keeping Magazine as the top ten worst fish that are available in the fish keeping hobby. And then for those of you who like hybrids, I will discuss how to care for them at home. I've got a lot to talk about tonight. And I'm going to be that guy who is going to try and prevent you from buying hybrids if you are brand new to the aquarium hobby, because hybrids don't need to be bought anymore. All you are doing by buying a parrot fish or buying some kind of hybrid at the fish store is giving the fish store money, and the fish store in return is going to go out and buy some more hybrids. So I'm going to be that bad guy. I'm going to be that bad news bear that is going to try and stop you from buying hybrid fish tonight on the aquatic wetline. And I hope you guys don't hate me for this, but I feel that hybrids should not be bought anymore in the aquarium hobby. Anyways, you can go ahead and call in at 1-347-989-8142 to share your thoughts on hybrids. Do you think hybrids should be banned in the aquarium hobby? Or do you think hybrids should be continued to be sold or sold in the aquarium hobby? Or what are your thoughts on hybrids? What side of the fence are you on? Are you for or are you against hybrids? One three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two, and I would like to hear from you, fish keepers. Again, that is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and get started because I've got a lot to talk about. Now, I'm going to admit, a couple years ago, I did keep hybrids before, and I've kept flower horns, blood parrots, and the catfish hybrid, the red-tailed catfish times, tiger shovelnose. Now, this is back when I was 13 years old, so this was a while ago. But at the time, I did not know that they were hybrids, and that was partially because I was 13 years old and partially because the fish store never told me that they were hybrids. They were only labeled as a flower horn, and a parrot cichlid, and a red-tailed cat times tiger shovelnose, and I was not much of a researcher. I did not research anything that I bought at the fish store, which was my biggest mistake, and if I had known they were hybrids at that time, I personally probably would have not have gotten them, but I actually at the time did enjoy my blood parrot and my flower horn and my red tail cat times tiger shovelnose catfish. I had them for two years until I was 15. And then at 15, I got interested in the internet 
and I started doing research on fish when I was boring or when I was bored, and I actually found out that the blood parrot, the flower horn, and the red-tailed cat times tiger shovel nose were hybrids. And I'm a natural person. I like everything to be natural. So as soon as I found out that these were not natural fish, these were man-made fish, I brought them back to the fish store for store credit. And I have to admit, when I brought that flower horn back to the fish store, he was very beautiful, nice colorations, a nice cichlid hump. The blood parrot looked nice, and the red-tailed cat times TSN was about 19 inches. So I got a good amount of store credit. But I like natural fish. I like fish that you would go out into a river and see. I like fish that you would travel to the Amazon River to see. If you travel to the Amazon River, you would never see a flower horn. You would never see a blood parrot. You would never see the goldfish. You will never see um, a red-tailed cat times tiger shovel nose. You will only see natural fish that live in the Amazon River, and that is what I like. I don't like um, things that are man-made because we're trying to replicate a, a river in our tanks. We're trying to replicate a freshwater river system, and nowhere in the freshwater river system are you going to find a blood parrot or a frontosia or excuse me, or a fire, fire, fire horn. See, I'm getting so worked up over this hybrid thing, I'm making mistakes. Nowhere in the natural rivers are you going to find a blood parrot, a fire horn, or a red-tailed cat times TSN. And I spoke of frontosias just a minute ago, and I'm pretty sure there actually are some man-made versions of frontosias out there. There seems to be a lot of man-made fish species out there, including my poor Oscar cichlids. I've learned that they are making um, Oscar cichlids now man-made with, like, the blueberry Oscars, strawberry Oscars, lemon Oscars, gold Oscars, long-finned Oscars, and veal-tailed Oscars. So even my poor Oscars are man-made now, which is a shame. I like the natural beauty of fish. I like the natural coloration of fish. You don't need to go out and take a blood parrot or a flower horn to show people the beauty of fish. Just show them a high-quality Oscar or a good-quality-looking Severum. That is a beautiful fish. Some of these cichlids that are natural are very beautiful, like a male red devil or a male chocolate cichlid or a large tiger Oscar. Those are beautiful fish, and they're not man-made, which is wonderful. But, yes, I did have... Um, hybrids growing up, like I said, I had a flower horn, a blood parrot, and a red-tailed cat times tiger shovel nose. Now, I'm going to talk about why I don't support hybrids in the aquarium hobby. Now, the first reason why I don't support hybrids in the aquarium hobby is because hybridization is cruel to the fish. Now, I say it's cruel to the fish because sometimes hybridizing goes too far where it impacts the fish's vertebrae and causes the fish to suffer. I just don't believe in that. I don't believe in dying any fish for profit, or I don't believe in trying to make a fish look beautiful for more money. I think that is morally 
wrong. You can take that for what you will, but it's the truth. I definitely don't support it, and I think it's just totally wrong. I mean, people will do anything for money nowadays. It's just really, really sad. For example, I was on the Internet the other day, and I saw a picture of a China fish market, and they had some blood parrots with tattoo markings on them. They had some painted albino quad frogs in bags. They had painted turtles in bags, and they even had painted arowanas in bags. Those are all examples of hybridization and painting of fish going too far. And that is a good reason why I don't support hybridizing fish. I mean, if you did it with one or two species, I might be okay with it. But now they're doing it to all these species of fish. And it's something that I really am not interested in. And I'm not interested in supporting that because it's really cruel to the fish. I mean, the fish is going to outgrow um, their coloration and become a natural fish, and you've basically put that fish through stress for nothing. Or even worse, nine times out of ten, not all fish that are painted or hybridized end up living to their full potential. So 95% of these fish are going to die early, and they're going to die prematurely. So you're adding way too much stress on these fish. A good example of why I don't like hybrid fish is the parrot cichlid. And this is the blood parrot cichlid, not the true parrot cichlid. I'm talking about strictly the blood parrot cichlid on this show. A good reason I don't like the blood parrot cichlid is because their mouths are too weak. They cannot eat right. You have to have food made specifically for a blood parrot, otherwise they will not eat. Oftentimes, a blood parrot will starve to death because its mouth cannot eat. Think about it. A Midas and a Severum have totally different mouths, and they hybridize a um, Midas and a Severum to make a blood parrot cichlid. How is a blood parrot cichlid going to eat when it's got two different mouths from two different species? On top of that, a Midas is a very aggressive cichlid, and a Severum is more of a docile cichlid. So you never know what kind of temperament you're going to get out of your parrot cichlid. Are you going to be getting a peaceful parrot cichlid, or are you going to be getting an aggressive parrot cichlid? The thing with paratichlids is, though, if you do get aggressive paratichlid, a paratichlid cannot do much damage because of its mouth. So 95% of the time, a paratichlid will try to pick a fight with, let's say, a, a Manigwensin or, let's say, a Firemouth or a Jack Dempsey. And 95% of the time, the Manigwensin, the Firemouth, or the Jack Dempsey will end up beating the paratichlid so bad that it catches it and dies. So I really don't support blood paratichlids in the hobby for just that reason, and that is because they can't eat properly and they can't defend themselves properly. And I think it's pretty cruel to actually own a blood parrot for this reason. Now, fast forward to or, or, or go back to when I was 13 years old. If I had known that a blood parrot was a hybrid, I would have never gotten one. So I wish when I went to the food store that day that I knew that a blood parrot was actually a hybrid 
so that I would have never gotten one. But I'm not saying that if you love blood parrot and you are feeding them right and they are eating them and you're eating for you, that I'm not saying you shouldn't own them. What I'm saying is I would not support the fish stores selling them anymore. Don't buy any hybrids from your fish store, and your fish store would not sell them anymore if you don't buy them. Think about it. If I was a fish store and I had blood parrots in my aquarium, and I'm selling them for, let's say, twelve ninety nine, and I've got about 100 in inventory, and no one buys them, and I've got these parrots sitting around for, let's say, a year now, year and a half, two years, don't you think I'm not going to order blood parrots anymore? That's right. So if you don't buy blood parrots in your fish store, they're going to stop selling them eventually. Trust me. And I've got to agree with this group on Facebook called Cichlid, Cichlid, Cichlids, where they actually ban the posting of blood parrots, and I have to agree with that. At one point, when I was 13 years old, I would have said I'm a diehard blood parrot lover, but now I agree with some of these people who don't like blood parrots in the aquarium hobby. Just for the fact that they have weird mouths and they can't eat and they can't defend themselves, but I think it's morally wrong to create blood parrots. And uh, I definitely think it is something that needs to be considered in the future of this fish-keeping hobby. And I think it's something that us Americans should demand that the blood parrots be stopped. But it's going to take a lot of people to back us up. And I know right now a lot of you are mixed up in this. A lot of you are on the fence of liking blood parrots, and a lot of you are on the fence of not liking blood parrots. But hopefully today I can try to convince you why you should not um, support the blood parrot hobby and other hybrids as well. We're going to talk about other hybrids too on this show, but I figured I'd talk about blood parrots for a little while. All right, well, we've got our first caller of the evening. Hi, you're now live on the Oscar Alex debate on hybrid fish here on the Aquatic Wet Line, and thank you so much for calling in. How are you doing tonight, Alex? I'm doing great tonight, sir. How are you? Not bad. I just had a couple questions for you, if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. Okay, so you're saying blood parrots. Now, is all the types of parrot fish are all hybrid, right, like the orange one also? Yes, all the types of blood parrots are hybrids, unfortunately. That would include the orange blood parrot, that would include the King Kong parrot, and that would include the Mormon parrot. I actually like the King Kong parrot, so it's a shame that's a hybrid. No, i got to agree with you. I don't agree with the man-made fish, but I ended up with one. I didn't purchase it, but I ended up with one. My friend's supposed to set up his tank. He told me everything was ready. So I go over there, and he had no heater or filter on the tank, so I ended up with an orange parasigler. They are kind of nice looking, but unfortunately they can't eat right because of their mouth, so that's why I try to yeah, avoid them. My problem is, is I have them in with an Oscar, and that makes it even ten times harder for them to eat. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oscars are pigs, as we know. Then my other question for you is, like in the saltwater aquarium hobby, is there also hybrids in that part of the hobby? That I wouldn't know because I've never kept saltwater fish, but I would assume that there is 
hybrids. I could probably, if I had to guess, I'd probably say a lot of the clownfish species are hybridized, and probably a lot of the damsels are hybridized, but don't take my word for it because I'm not a saltwater keeper at all. I know nothing about saltwater, so I would assume there probably is some hybridization going on in the saltwater world. And another, my last question is, what do you think, so the parrot cichlid's a hybrid, what do you think it is? Like, what do you think mixture it is? Um, for a parasite, I've been told by a good friend of mine that it's actually a Midas and a Severum cichlid, but I've seen some parrots over the years that have been mixed with Texas cichlids and flower horns and things like that. There was a number of parrot cichlids out there, but years ago, years and years and years ago, we're talking back in the 1990s, I know it feels like a while now, but back in the 1990s, it was originally only a Midas and a Severum, but now they have not Involved into other hybrids. You've got a flowerhorn parrot now. You've got a red Texas parrot. You've got a Cynosphilian parrot. There are so many parrot cichlids now that's not funny. And I've heard that the parrot cichlid, they can lay their eggs, but the males are not fertile or whatever you'd call it, not sterile. So they can't. Ster- or, yeah, they can't. I don't know what I want to call it. Fertilize the eggs. Yeah, that's true. That's another thing I don't like about parrot cichlids, and I'm glad you brought it up because I forgot to mention that because I'm actually ad-libbing this show. But parrot cichlids actually cannot lay eggs or cannot give birth to fish. They can lay eggs, but their fish are not going. The eggs are not going to hatch. So that's another thing I don't like about parrot cichlids. They're going to lay eggs, but nothing's going to happen with those eggs. They're just going to rot in your tank and cause ammonia problems. So that's well, another reason I don't like parrot cichlids. In some forums I've seen online, that people actually say that they've had their fire mouse and convicts fertilize the eggs. That could happen. That might happen. But then again, you're you're getting into the, the topic Another of hybridization. Hybrid, yeah. That and would, that would be like question, a convict oh, era. And my last question is the same question about the flower horn. What do you think the mixture is? That is a little bit difficult. There's actually not, there have not been any scientific theories behind that. But for the flower horn, I know one is a trimac because the trimac definitely has a lot of genes in the flower horn. Maybe a trimac and a red devil, or a trimac and a umbi, something along those lines. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure what the um, thing is for flower horns. My dad was a big big person into flower horns. I'll have to ask him for you. Okay, well, awesome, and thanks for taking my call, Alex, and I'll let you get back to your show. You're welcome. Thank you so much for calling in. Have a great night. You too. Awesome. So Jess actually brought up some good points there. Um, Let's talk about the blood parrots laying eggs for a second here. Um, A blood parrot will lay eggs, but unfortunately the eggs will not hatch, and they will actually either rot and cause ammonia problems, or the fish will eat them, or if she's got another cichlid in there, like a male, a male fire mouse or a male convict or any kind of male cichlid that's from Central or South America, they could fertilize the eggs for you, and then you've got the issue of having a convict times parrot cichlid or a fire mouse times parrot cichlid, whatever, but that is extremely rare. I'm not even sure why I'm mentioning it because it's really rare. Um, nine times out of ten, 
If you've got a common pucko in your periciclic tank, the common pucko is going to have a nice delicacy, a nice dinner. So I guess that's a good thing if you have blood pericin with your plecos, the periciclic eggs, and the plecos get a nice dinner. All right, now let's move on to my next fish that I'm going to talk about and why I don't think they should belong in the aquarium hobby, and that would be the flower horn. Now, I know I'm stepping on some, some Asian people's toes because Asians say that flower horns bring luck, and they have every right to say that. I'm not judging that at all. But flower horns really are like a copycat trimac with steroids, in my opinion, because a flower horn is basically a trimac with some other cichlid with more coloration and a bigger uh, nook, uh, bigger cichlid hump than is expected, and a bigger cichlid hump that exceeds its limits. I think the KOKs or cocks or cokes, whatever they're called, is way too big for the fish, and I think it's actually hurting the fish. And there's no need to have a huge hump that big on the flower horn. I actually think it makes the fish look ugly, in my opinion. And I think the flower horn has gone way, way too far in in hybridization. And I don't really have too much to say about the flower horns because I really just don't like them. Now, you can disagree with me or you can be upset with me or you can hate me. I just don't like flower horns and I feel that they don't belong in the aquarium hobby. And the reason is, number one, they're really aggressive, and they will kill anything in their path. Number two, they're really expensive for not being a natural fish. They're man-made, and anything that's man-made is going to demand more money. Number three, they have a ton of varieties, and it seems in different varieties go for up to $1,000 each. And number four, Nine times out of ten, they're made in China. They're made out of the United States. And some of these flower horns are actually short-bodied and they have no vertebrae like some of the other hybrids out there. And they suffer a lot. So that's pretty much why I don't like parrots or flower horns and why I don't support them. However, I do know a few people who take their flower horn serious, so I'm not going to step on their toes. If you are into those kinds of fish, then those are the people to check out. Now, the next fish that I've got a big, big problem with is the glowfish. Now, these have been marketed as um, fish that are dyed with jellyfish um, DNA or something of those lines. They are kind of nice. I've got to admit, the glowfish are very nice, especially the glowfish skirt tetras or the glow tetras, whatever you want to call them. But the issue I have with them is that deep color. You can tell that deep color is not natural. As much as they want to promote it as being natural, it's not. I mean, what fish would go around having that much color? You can tell that that's not natural at all. And the thing, the, another problem that I have with the price of the glow tetras or the glow denios or the glow barbs is the price. I mean, who in their right mind would pay $8 for tetra? And the people who made these fish in the lavatory should know that these are actually schooling species and you should make the price affordable. 
they're seeking profits, and they need the profits to back up all the deaths they are losing with these fish. 95% of the fish that they are making low fish don't survive. And the ones that do survive have a lower survival rate than some of the regular skirt tetras. And we're going to talk about all these species of hybrid fish a little later on in the show. I know I got carried away talking a lot about them, but I really do have a strong dislike for hybrids. Um, I don't hate hybrids. I just have a really strong dislike for them. I can't say I hate them because some of them are very nice, and some of you, some of you fish keepers keep them. So if I said I hated them, I'd get a lot of hate, and a lot of people wouldn't like me. So I'll just say I dislike them. I'll never personally buy one, but I won't um, look down on you if you keep them. If you keep them, that's great for you. There's fish for everyone in the aquarium hobby. I'm just sharing my thoughts on them. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and coming up next on the Aquatic Wetline, I'm going to talk about the top ten worst hybrid fish. I'll talk about why I think you should not buy hybrid fish, a little bit more in depth, and we'll talk about the kinds of hybrid fish and how you can care for them next here on the Aquatic Wetline. Don't forget you can call in live at one three three four seven nine eight nine. 8142 that's 1347-989-8142 we're back with more after a word from our sponsors Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success with more than 137 years of aquatic experience Hikari was the originator of species specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like algae wafers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for Procosinus, Micropellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish, Saki Ikari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles, and Biopure, the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods, industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best of livestock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts, and we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N see on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. Fish Geeks is an online Facebook fish group that is dedicated to the aquarium hobby. We have thousands of members who all love this aquarium hobby. All of our members are a fish geek one way or another. If you are serious about this hobby and love fish, then come join our group on Facebook You Fish Geek. Type in the search bar on Facebook Fish Geeks and click join.
interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Do you need advice on planter tanks? Do you need advice on community tanks? Do you need advice on cichlids? Do you need advice on discuss? Do you need advice on salt water tanks? We'll get over to the IAA channel now! We can help you with planted tanks, salt water tanks, community tanks, filtration, DIY, lighting, dosing, CO2, discus, angelfish, German blue rams, African cichlids and any other community fish. Subscribe to the IAA channel today. Thank you, IAA. Aquatic Euphoria, a podcast about fish, all things fish and everything fish. Let William T. and his co-hosts dive deep into your tank and come up with a great fish species topic for a great show. Check out Aquatic Euphoria today for an enjoyable fish show. William T. and his co-hosts do it all. Salt water, fresh water, and yes, plants and even specials on other interesting topics. Surf over there, right after this wonderful show here on Blog Talk Radio. Aquatics Plus is the next best aquarium keeping show here on Blog Talk Radio. Your host of this show, Andrew will dive deep into the topics of freshwater and saltwater fish, reptiles, and other pets. Dakota Aquatics Plus is live every Saturday and is a show that you will enjoy. So check Andrew out. BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Dakota Aquatics Plus. Did you know that William T. has a new podcast on Blog Talk Radio? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, kids. Teens and in-betweens. Epiphany is a podcast about revelations, sudden awarenesses and innuendos. William T. will discuss topic by topic, week by week or maybe day by day. You never know with William T. This podcast is controversial at best, interesting at least. Come join William T. at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash epiphany USA. Come hear what all the hype is about. William T. slam dunks his attitude with rants, political slurs about governmental blunders, world events and where this world is headed from a revelational point of view. See if this podcast don't grab your fancy. Come on. What are you waiting for? Come sit beside William T. and take part in a podcast that promises to be inviting, action-packed and just plain crazy at times. Come hear some senseless jargon and an attitude from the shrewd dude from South Carolina. The old man of mayhem, William T. Come on be brave and go there right now. Well, wait until this show is over first though. Hey. Listeners of the Aquatic Wetline, this here is Alex Cardinelli, and I'm inviting you to be a part of my talk show, The Alex Cardinelli Show. On The Alex Cardinelli Show, we talk about everything from current news, to sports, to current events, to dogs, to politics, to everything you can imagine. 
So come join us at the Alice Cardinelli Show. We are live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. We are live Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern. And we are live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern. The Alice Cardinelli Show airs three days a week, Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday, with Friday being our current news episode. And Tuesday and Sunday will be our fun shows where we'll discuss anything and everything and have a fun guest on the show. So come check out the Alice Cardinelli Show on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazy Alex Talks. Come on, come on, you know you want to be a part of this great talk show. So I'll see you at the Alice Cardinelli Show, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazy Alex Talk. Choosing guitar accessories can be expensive and time-consuming, but it doesn't have to be. Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at www.jamboxcanada.ca. Live listeners of the Aquatic Wetline, did you know you can call in live right now to ask any fish questions or join tonight's fish chat? Just simply dial 1-347-989-8142. You may ask any fish questions you might have or chat with us about tonight's subject. You can also ask our guests any questions you might have as well. So go ahead and call in 1-347-989-8142. Please go to a quiet location and turn off the speaker on your phone. Please wait until we see your call and bring you live. But go ahead and call in 1-347-989-8142. Give us a holla if you hear us. You are now tuned in to the one and only Fish Keeping Podcast on Blog Talk Radio that started it all. With over 100 episodes, the Aquatic Wetline has something for you. What is Alex going to discuss next? Let's get back to the show to find out. Remember... You can call in anytime at 1-347-989-8142. Now, back to Aqua Alex. And we're back here live on the Aquatic Wetline on this fine Saturday evening. And now, today we are discussing a nice, friendly debate on hybrid fish. And before commercial break, I was discussing why I dislike hybrid fish and why I think fish stores should not be selling them and why you should not be 
purchasing hybrids. We were discussing some species such as the blood parrot cichlid and the flower horn, and a little briefly about the glowfish. And we had an awesome caller call in. Now, I want you guys to call in. One three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Let me know what your stance is on hybrid fish. Do you like them? Do you hate them? Or are you on the fence with them? One three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. All right. So right now we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit more about why you should not buy hybrids. And first, I want to talk about the hybrids that are actually available as of 2015. We have the blood parrot cichlids, and we all know there are tons of varieties of blood parrots out there now. There even are some for Valentine's Day. That's what I went to my fish store yesterday, and they had Valentine's Day blood parrots. And I was like, what the hell is this? I wanted to get out my camera and take a video for the YouTube for my YouTube channel, but the owners are right there watching your move I was doing. So I didn't take a YouTube video, but I was in total shock. But the owner can't say nothing to me saying it about talking about it on the air tonight. And um, I was like, why why are they selling Valentine's Day parrot cichlids? Is this just about the profit that they don't care much about the actual fish anymore? I mean, um, Valentine's Day is a one-day deal, so what happens after Valentine's Day? Does the person that buys the parrotfish lose interest in it? I just don't understand why people make these things up or why people make these fish or why fish stores continue to sell them. They just think of the profits. They don't think of the fish anymore nowadays. So we know the kinds of blood parrots. We know that there are flower horns. And we know that there are some tetras that are now being hybridized, such as the glowfish and the long-finned tetras. And we also know about the painted frogs, the painted glassfish, the painted tetras, the painted barbs. And we also know about some of the hybridized catfish, which would include red-tailed catfish times tiger shovelnose, tiger shovelnose times Oxidorus niger, tiger shovelnose times faroon shark, or red-tailed cat times faroon shark. Um, there's even some Corridorus catfish that are now being hybridized as well. And believe it or not, Pleckos might be hybridized in the future at the way things are going. It seems like they're hybridizing a lot of the common freshwater aquarium species, and to me, this is sad. It's depressing to see how many species of hybrid fish exist in the freshwater hobby. I can't stand hybrids. I mean, I know that they attract a lot of money, and it could be good for fish stores, although I really, really, really don't support it, and I wish fish stores would stop selling them. But the point is, uh, hybrid fish make money, and this is why the fish stores will continue to sell them. But as I was saying earlier in the show, if you stop buying them and you let the fish store have these fish for years and years, chances are they're going to stop ordering them and they'll stick to the natural fish. Now, 
I know in Asia, a lot of the fish that are in Asia actually aren't really natural anymore. 95% of the fish in Asia are either hybridized or they have steroids in their water to increase coloration. Now, some of the fish that aren't hybridized in the aquarium hobby come from China, and they have steroids in their water to increase coloration. For example, a good, good, good example of this would include some Oscars. Have you ever noticed those really boldly colored juvenile Tiger Oscars? I mean, Tiger Oscars, when they're juveniles, are only supposed to have a little bit of orange and not that much coloration. But if you go into Petco, you go into PetSmart and some of these other chains and some of these larger pet stores, you're going to see brightly colored Tiger Oscars. I'm not talking about Tiger Oscars with like five or six stripes or Tiger Oscars with a lot of orange color because sometimes that could be natural. I'm talking about these really, really orange Tiger Oscars with orange all over the body, orange in the fins and orange on the tail. That is from steroids, my friend. And that color will stay with them most of their life until they grow up. Now, if you were to go back into the fish stores in the 1990s and saw a juvenile Oscar, you would notice a difference. A regular juvenile tiger Oscar is black and white. The ones you see at the fish store now at two inches that are really orange, like it's like a 12-inch Oscar, those have been fed steroid foods so that they get that beautiful color. Now, albino Oscars, on the other hand, are supposed to have that wonderful orange coloration because they're albino. You can't have an albino black and white Oscar, can you? No, you can't. But I'm saying I'm talking about the Tiger Oscars. And obviously the red Oscars um, are Tiger Oscars that are bred to be fully red. So I'm not talking about the red Oscars either. I'm talking about those Tiger Oscars that are very, very much colored. Another example of this would actually be some species of tetras, barbs, and other cichlids that are very popular, including German blue rams and um, crib cichlids. I'm talking about um, the gold rams. Some of these gold rams are actually hybridized. I'm talking about the long fins rams. I'm talking about the electric blue rams and the superior blue rams. And I'm also talking about Jack Dempsey's in this sense because um, those Jack Dempsey's that have lots of blue are filled with steroids. Now, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm not saying I completely support it either, but at least we're not combining species to get this. But I'm saying that a lot of these fish that are for sale in the aquarium hobby aren't natural anymore. And if they claim it to be natural, chances are that they are um, hit with steroids. I actually am fortunate to know a local fish store, and that was one of our sponsors, that is against um, hybridizing and is against steroids, and 95% of its fish 
in his fish room are all natural and are either wild-caught or tank-raised from a wild specimen. So I'm happy to know when I go and shop there that my fish are not hybridized and are not fed steroids to get their beautiful colors. Now, I understand where some fish keepers can come from. They say that juvenile fish from the natural state don't show beautiful colors and they want to show quality fish. But by getting a fish that has been fed steroids, they're going to get that show quality at a young age, and I can see where they're coming from. But I'm simply just saying that I definitely um, agree with my fish store that happens to hate hybridizing and steroids. So I figured I'd add that with you because someone was asking me earlier why um, a lot of these fish that are supposed to be natural have a lot of coloration, and I was thinking that it's most, most likely steroids that they're feeding them. All right, so... Again, the reason why I say don't support hybrids is because by buying a hybrid fish, you are feeding into the laboratories creating them, and you're giving the fish store money, and they will just simply reorder hybrids that they sell out of. So definitely don't buy them. Now, speaking of those Valentine's Day blood parrots, I got sidetracked for a minute. I forgot one thing that I wanted to mention. Did you know that they actually cut the tails of the blood parrots to make those heart-shaped blood parrots. And that, to me, is very cruel, very mean. I would never do that to an animal. That would be like taking a male and cutting off his testicles in human. That is what I think of it as. So I definitely don't uh, agree with it or even support it to the extent that it should be supported. I fully hate that aspect of fish keeping hobby. And I know what they're creating with these hybrids. They're trying to get the attention of young kids that walk into the pet store. And I think it's totally wrong. I don't care if a kid walks into the pet store. I think the pet store should entice them with natural fish and not hybrids. All right. Now, I'm actually reading the Practical Fish Keeping magazine right now, and they've got a very good article that I've actually agree with. So I'm going to go ahead right now and read this article with you. And this article is titled, Top 10 Worst Fish in the Aquarium Hobby. That's right. These are the top 10 worst fish in the aquarium hobby. Here's what the article says. The first worst fish in the aquarium hobby is glow-in-the-dark fish. We're all up for science having genuine benefits to health, but put it in the wrong hands and useful gene technology can quickly become the next cosmetic moneymaker. And I've got to agree, this is true, and I've got to agree that glow-in-the-dark fish, like the glow fish, are one of the worst fish in the aquarium hobby. Now, I read earlier today that they actually have glow-in-the-dark angelfish, glow-in-the-dark convicts, glow-in-the-dark tetras, and glow-in-the-dark tiger barbs. I mean, really, who takes these fish and makes them glow-in-the-dark? It's really stupid and idiotic, in my opinion. I mean, angelfish are beautiful, natural. You don't need to uh, make them glow-in-the-dark. All right, the second worst aquarium fish, 
would be the bubble-eyed goldfish, or the bubble-dyed goldfish, whatever you want to call it. One of the worst fish on this list is also one of the most long-standing, the bubble-eyed goldfish. Those huge, fluid-filled sacks affect swimming ability, most of all, but also eyesight, and are a risk to the fish's health if they get caught, torn, or popped, and then become infected. Add large bubbles to an already missing dorsal fin, large twin tail, and centuries of line breeding, weakening the fish, and you get a very unlikely goldfish. Next, the next worst fish is the parrot cichlid. Okay, so the parrot cichlid is a hybrid of at least two species, the Severum and the Midas cichlid. Only they have been selected for the balloon short-bodied form and have deformed mouth. Then add on injection of dyes, tattooing, and even tail docking to form heart parrots, and you have another victims of man's strange, cruel, and pathetic ways. The next worst fish is a long, thin serpe tetra. What's the definition of irony? A fin-nipping fish that nips its own fins, perhaps. Long fin fish are long established and very popular, like male guppies, like Oscars, and Siamese fighters, for example, but they don't nip fins. Line breed, a known fin nipping species like the Serpe Tetra, to have long fins, and when you keep a group of them, like you show with all Tetras, they bite each other's fins. Now, the next worst fish in the aquarium hobby is the long-finned koi. Tell a proper koi keeper that you like long-finned koi carp, and he or she will look at you like you have just insulted their own mother. To the persist, the long-finned koi is an abomination, and we have to say we are inclined to agree. All that size, power, grace, and elegance while swimming, reduced to an awkward waddle. The next worst fish is a fish that I'm very shocked to hear about and read about, and that is the two-headed arowana. Who was the idiot that came up with a two-headed arowana? Or besides the fact, a two-headed fish. Who would buy a two-headed arowana? Who in the right mind would go out and buy a two-headed arowana or a two-headed fish. I don't know. It's just uh, another fish that I will never purchase or never even look at. All right. The next worst fish in the aquarium hobby is the flower horn, according to Practical Fishkeeping Magazine. Another poor victim of crossbreeding for cosmetic and financial gain, the hybrid flower horn cichlid originated from crossing the Trimax cichlid with a whole host of other Central American cichlid species and seeing what came out. Some were more colorful versions of Trimax with better patterning, but still all the attitude, while others developed large nuchal humps. About a decade on these humps are getting seriously larger, too large, and short-bodied fish are also being favored, which are missing a vertebrae, 
but the unluckiest of all get their tails chopped off with no anesthesia. The Chinese call them lucky, but a modern flower horn is nothing. It's not lucky at all. It might be anything but lucky. And my friend calls the cichlid humps on a flower horn cocks. So I think a flower horn, a fish with a cock on its head. <laughs> all right. Now, Practical Fish Keeping Magazine's next worst fish is the parrot horn. And what do you get when you cross a flower horn with a parrot cichlid? A parrot horn, of course. Some say that flower horns and parrot cichlids are sterile, so the orange of this fish are not quite known. They could, in theory, have just produced this parrot cichlid-looking fish with the flower horn pattern just by selecting successive generations of deformed flower horns. But either way, of interest to the minority of fish keepers, but horrific to most of those who appreciate cichlids in their natural form, a.k.a. Oscar Alex. The next worst fish that Practical Fish Keepers magazine thinks is the worst fish is balloon fish. The breeding of short bodies in ornamental fish is actually quite common. Fancy goldfish were first, of course, though some seem less shocking because they've always been that way throughout living memory. But take a tropical fish that we like and appreciate it in its natural form, like the ram cichlid or the pearl gourami, for example, and it looks pretty shocking. But you make a balloon ram or a balloon pearl gourami, and suddenly that fish is not shocking anymore. Balloon fish are missing vertebrae, so they're at a skeletal disadvantage when compared to their more able-bodied tank mates. And I am against balloon fish. I think they're a abomination to the aquarium hobby. All right, and we finally got the last worst fish that PFK thinks is the worst fish in the aquarium hobby, and that would be the dyed glass fish. One of the first artificial tropical fish to cause genuine outcry in the aquatic community and one that PFK launched its well-known anti-dyed fish campaign off the back of. Glass fish were the first victims of being ejected with dye via a needle, but since then we have seen Corridorus, Loaches, and black widow tetros, tetras, let alone the poor old parrot cichlid once again be ejected by needle with dye. All right, so those are the top ten um, worst fish that have been hybridized from Practical Fish Keeping magazine. Now, our final topic for tonight's show is care for the hybrids. Now, care for the hybrid is very similar to regular fish. You're going to do water changes. You're going to check on the water parameters, and you're going to feed your fish regularly like normal fish. Care does not change for hybrids. However, most hybrids are very aggressive and will kill other fish. All right, the last thing we'll talk about is a question from a live listener, and this question is, is a Shabunkin goldfish a hybrid? That I don't know because I've never, ever 
kept goldfish. I have never, ever studied goldfish, but I will be studying goldfish, and I will have a guest here on the Aquatic Wetline to discuss goldfish. So I'll ask that person who comes on later on in the Aquatic Wetline if a shabunkin is a hybrid. If I were to guess, I would say that a shabunkin could, quite frankly, be a hybrid. We'll never know. But I, I think it is a hybrid between a comic goldfish and something else, so we will get you an answer for that question. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed my hybrid-friendly debate, and hopefully you will learn about the bad that hybrids bring by listening to this show, and hopefully you will no longer consider buying a hybrid or buy a hybrid. All right, we're going to take our final commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to have some announcements to make, including our upcoming show for Wednesday and some other announcements you want to hear. So stick around. The Aquatic Wetland will be right back after our last word from our sponsors. And we have some nice music. The song we're going to hear today is called All About the Bass. Are you a fish keeper that has expertise in the aquarium hobby? Would you like to be interviewed on the Aquatic Wetline to discuss your favorite species of fish or share your aquarium hobby? We at the Aquatic Wetline are always looking for fun, exciting, and awesome guests. So if you're interested in speaking on fish or the aquarium hobby on the Aquatic Wetline, please contact Aqua Alex at AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. That's AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. Or you can contact Fishkeeper James Carnelli. His email is jimmysilverarrow at AOL.com. That's jimmysilverarrow at AOL.com. So, please contact AquaticWetline at Outlook.com or jimmysilverarrow at AOL.com if you are interested in being a guest on the Aquatic Wetline. Do you own a local fish store in your area? Do you own an online aquarium shop? Well, contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com and get yourself a radio commercial advertising your business. The Aquatic Wetline is heard by over 200 people for each episode, so get your name out there. Please contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com so we can advertise your business. We advertise fish stores, aquarium shops, YouTube channels, and anything in the freshwater and saltwater fish keeping hobby. So if you're interested in advertising your business, please contact us, Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com, and we will prepare you with an awesome commercial for this show.
Aquatic Wetline is now on iTunes. You can download any of our archived episodes on iTunes. You can listen to any of our past episodes on your ride to work or your long ride on vacation. Simply go to the podcast section of iTunes and search for Aquatic Wetline to find us. Enjoy. Would you like your topical fish question answered live on our Fish Keepers United Question and Answer? Then send all of your topical fish questions to aquaticwetline at outlook.com. You can ask any freshwater or saltwater questions you have. We look forward to answering your questions. So submit them to aquaticwetline at outlook.com. No question is too dumb. We'll answer them all. So send them in right now. you like your fish questions answered live on our February Fish Keepers question and answer? Well, email your questions to aquaticwetline at outlook.com. That's aquaticwetline at outlook.com. You might ask any freshwater or saltwater questions you have. Or you can also tweet your questions to at Alex Cardinelli1. That's Alex Cardinelli1 on Twitter, and Cardinelli is spelled Cardinal with an E at the end. Or you can also message me your questions on Facebook. My Facebook account is Alex Cardinelli. I hope to answer your questions on the February Q&A, live Thursday, February 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Get your questions in right now. AquaticWebLineNetwork.com Alice Cornelli Wan or Alice Cornelli on Facebook. Would you like to be a guest on the Fish Keepers United series? This series has become very successful after our first four episodes. I love interviewing fish keepers. So, if you're a fish keeper and you're interested in asking Aqua Alex questions and you're interested in Aqua Alex asking you questions, please contact Aqua Alex so you can be booked on the Fish Keepers United series. Contact Aqua Alex at aquaticwetline at outlook.com. That's aquaticwetline at Outlook.com or you can message him on his personal Facebook account Aqua Alex Cardinelli on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you on Fish Keepers United. Hey fish heads, get ready because on my 150th episode of the Aquatic Wetline, I'm going to have prizes just for you. That's right, on the 150th episode of the Aquatic Wetline, Oscar Alex has prizes for you. You, the listeners of the Aquatic Wetline, can win prizes. So make sure you tune in and listen to every episode of the Aquatic Wetline 
leading up to our 150th episode. Because on our 150th episode, you, yes you, could win a prize. I'm going to have tons of prizes from me and also from my sponsor, Ikari Sales USA. So you can win some fish food, filters, and things for your aquarium fish. So stick around. Our 150th episode is right around the corner, and I can't wait to award you some prizes. So make sure you listen to the Aquatic Wet Line right here on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash aquaelle. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size two, but I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do. Cause I got that boom, boom that all the boys chase. All the right junk in all the right places. I see the magazine working at Photoshop. We know that shit ain't real. Come on now, make it stop. If you got beauty, beauty, just raise them up. Cause every interview is perfect from the bottom to the top. Yeah, my mama, she told me don't worry about size. She says boys like a little more booty to hold a I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass.
Okay, we're now back here on the Aquatic Wetline, and I hope you guys have enjoyed tonight's show. Now, I did make a mistake earlier on in the show, and I would like to address that mistake. And that mistake is that I said that fish, when they're young, get injected with steroids, but it's actually fish get injected with hormones. So those colorful Tiger Oscars, Jack Dempsey's, and other colorful fish that you see in your fish stores, they're actually injected with hormones instead of steroids. So that was my mistake. I knew something was wrong, but I want to say thank you to my good friend, William T., for pointing it out to me because I knew I got something wrong. Um, but he's right. They're actually um, – Hormones, but they're almost kind of the same thing, so it's the same um, principle, so it's just a different word. Anyways, I want to thank you all for listening to tonight's episode of the Aquatic Wetline. This was a fantastic show. Now, before I go, I've got a couple of announcements to make. The first announcement, as you know by now, on our 150th episode, I am going to have prizes. That's right, the Aquatic Wet Line is going to have prizes. And tonight's episode is number 128 of the Aquatic Wet Line. So we are a few episodes away. We're more than a few episodes away. But I can't wait for our 150th episode because we're going to have some great guests. And we're also going to have your, uh, some great prizes for you, the listeners, to win. But we'll speak more about that on Wednesday because Wednesday is going to be our 130th episode and we'll only be 20 episodes away starting on Wednesday. Now, our next episode of the Aquatic Wetline is going to be live tomorrow, Sunday, February um, 8th, 2015, at 3 p.m. Eastern. And tomorrow, I'll be doing my next episode in my wonderful series, Life in the Amazon. And tomorrow, I'll be talking about reptiles of the Amazon. So be ready to learn about the reptiles of the Amazon starting tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then Wednesday, February 11th, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern, I've got a great show for you. Guess who is returning to the Aquatic Wetline Wednesday? Well, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to listen to find out on Wednesday because someone is reuniting with the Aquatic Wetline. I will tell you this. I, in a million years, would have never thought this person will be be would be back on the Aquatic Wetline. But he will be back on the Aquatic Wetline this Wednesday, February 11th, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern. And he'll be our fifth guest on our great series, Fish Keepers United. What does he have in store for the Aquatic Wetline? What does he want with the Aquatic Wetline? We'll find out on Wednesday as he joins our Fish Keepers United as our fifth guest. And you know what? I'm quite honored to have him on the Aquatic Wetline this Wednesday, and I can't wait for it. And I'm sure most of you already know who it is, but for those of you who don't, I'm going to keep it a surprise. And I'm going to give him a fantastic and fun introduction to the show. So it'll be a great show. So I highly, highly recommend you take a listen to the Aquatic Wetline um, on Wednesday, February 11th 
at 8 p.m. Eastern. All right, and then my final announcement for tonight's show, next Thursday, January, or excuse me, next Thursday, February 12th, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern. For all my Oscar lovers out there, I have part two in my brand-new series called Oscar Cyclic Keepers Hour. And next Thursday, I'll be telling you how to raise juvenile baby Oscars. So I hope you guys will tune into that show, and I hope you guys will enjoy it. That's going to do it for us tonight on the Aquatic Wetline. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And remember, the colorful fish in the aquarium hobby are injected with hormones, not steroids. My mistake, folks. They're injected with hormones, not steroids. Hormones, 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 not steroids. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode of the Aquatic Wetline. If you did, please post it on your Facebook account, please post it on your Twitter account, and please post it on your Google Plus account so that your friends can listen to the show. You can copy and paste the show URL on your Facebook, Twitter, or Google Plus account. You can find today's episode and every episode of the Aquatic Wetline Radio on um, iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and soon to be on my YouTube channel called Aqua Alex. And I'm going to be uploading today's episode of the Aquatic Wetline to YouTube tomorrow morning. So I'm going to be uploading all our new podcasts to my YouTube channel starting tomorrow. All right, with that being said, I hope you and your fish have a great rest of your Sunday, and we'll see you on the Aquatic Wetline tomorrow for a reptile talk on our third, or actually on our fifth, our sixth episode of Life in the Amazon. So, have a great rest of your night. Thank you for listening to the Aquatic Wetline. Oscar Alex and the Aquatic Wetline signing off. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to Aquatic Wetline, your one-stop podcast for everything aquarium. Aqua Alex wants to thank you for listening. Return next time for a fun-filled episode. Please check us out on iTunes. Leave a good review if you enjoyed it. And like our fan page on Facebook called Aquatic Wetline Podcast. And join our fan group called Aquatic Wetline Radio Fan Group on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye fish keepers. Hang on. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.